0: they wallow in corruption, crime and gore. Tingling ling city desk. Pull the press, pull the press. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's a mess meets the test. Oh, newspapermen meet such interesting people. It's wonderful to represent the press. Now you remember Mrs. Sadie Smuggery.
1: Here we are with a half hour of commentary and analysis on media issues. It's the Media Project. I'm Rex Smith here from the Upstate American, as we say, formerly editor of the Times Union, here with colleagues Alan Shartok, the CEO of Northeast Public Radio, Judy Patrick, formerly editor of the Daily Gazette, vice president she is of the New York Press Association, and Mike Spain, formerly Times Union associate editor. How you all be today? Hmm?
2: Check. Good, good, good.
3: (laughs) Beautiful day.
1: Double check. Nice. Welcome, folks, and we hope to have some uh, interesting uh, analysis here. You know, what I think might be the theme of this program is things are getting worse. Uh, Now, that's... Wonderful. (laughs) So all of you optimists here can just change to another station. No, no, really, I think we need to just talk about the fact that while we have witnessed... uh, years of decline in the media industry in the news industry I should say there are still ways in which the challenges remain uh, and that as we move into a season of uh, what looks like we have a a recession likely to follow uh, there are Layoffs coming, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Paramount, Walt Disney, Comcast, Roku, uh, all of them have been laying off people, uh, and there are more to come. Gannett, the largest newspaper chain, uh, which just did layoffs in November, says there will be more before the end of the year. And it does lead you to wonder what you would tell a young person considering a career in journalism. Dr. Shartok, you are... A Mm -hmm. professor, a professor, I say, and you have had young people who have followed your advice, I presume. Would you suggest anybody pursue this as a career?
2: Absolutely, I would. And, uh, you know, I have all my life said, you know, it'll pass. This is a bad time. There'll be better times. Um, And compared to what? I mean, if you're not going to do journalism, what are you going to do? uh so i think journalism is great i think the idea that uh, people can get into radio or television or write newspaper write in newspapers and and rex I, I would throw it back to you and ask you um haven't you been pleased with the way you've been in, in your life
1: yes yes i mean i actually feel the same way and i also would say uh to young people who are thinking of pursuing studies in journalism that it's the skills you gain uh, of analyzing uh, material, of synthesizing, and of the the writing skills, all of those things are a good reason to study the field. Wouldn't you uh, say, Judy?
3: Yeah, I agree that I look back on what I've done with my life and being in journalism was a good thing. But uh, I just saw a Zip Recruiter survey Journalism is the most regretted journalism career among U.S. graduates. The most 80- regretted major. The most yeah. regretted. Eighty-seven percent of journalism majors s- surveyed in this poll regretted the choice of their major. They would have done something else if they only knew, um, and that is regrettable as well. Uh, very sad news we are tough on our people. And, and a new generation of, of reporter journalists are, you know, are not willing to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I mean, we're as we come upon the holiday season, we know we all worked holidays. And young people today, you know, they're saying, maybe I'm not going to work Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Maybe I'm not going to work for such low pay that I have to drive the same car for 10 years. I, I think we need to do a better job of making our profession more palatable to a new generation. Indeed, it has great rewards. You do, you can make a difference, but uh, uh, we need to really face up to the fact that our industry sometimes does not treat the people we rely on most, the content creators, better than we do. Mike Spain.
4: Yeah, if a young person came to me and, and asked for advice, I'd say study journalism. I think the skills that you learn in journalism are applicable all over. You can apply it in business and industry and in your life, learn to discern, learn to communicate better, and hopefully you'll turn it towards a career in journalism because we definitely need bright, young people into it. Now, it's a tough time, but one of the positives of having it being a tough time is if you really want to get into journalism, I can remember sending out 75 resumes and getting back two uh, letters that said tell us more when i was graduating from college back in the 70s and and right now i think if you want to get into journalism there are fewer barriers and it's something that if it works for you it'll it'll carry itself it'll it'll be exhilarating and you can see all the things you just said Judy you can see how it can be a very positive you know fulfilling career it can help you Enlighten people and make positive change on your community, on your state, on your country. And you, if you recognize the importance of it, um, it, it, it's a, it's an. I always regarded it as public service, and I think it, it's even more that way now because public service sometimes doesn't reward you individually unless you're part of a very small percentage that rises to the top economically.
3: You know, one of the things the small local newspapers that I deal with are struggling with right now are finding people willing to take open jobs. That they, they really have to look uh, long and hard to find reporters and photographers and editors. Um, it, back in the day, they would advertise a position and they would you would get 20, 30, 40 resumes. Now they're lucky to get one or two. They have to actively recruit. Uh, people are getting laid off at the, some of these bigger companies but they're not going into journalism, and they definitely aren't going into small local journalism. Yeah, but the reason
1: for that is because the pay is low, the hours are bad, and uh, this discourages people, of course. And the the difficulty is, uh, Mike makes the point, well taken, that there are the barriers to entry are lower because... We're able to publish now without owning a press, for example. But that doesn't mean that it's remunerative. Uh, and I, I don't know how you inspire people to this kind of public service when they're not going to be able to uh, pay,
2: pay make the a living. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pay the make bill. a decent well, living. <laughs> but as Alan Shortstock always says, quoting myself, you know, <laughs> compared to what? This is a tough time right now in terms of finding people to work in a particular profession. And certainly journalism is finding that. We at WAMC, and we have a wonderful station, and I think we pay pretty well, you know, have had our troubles. Finding people, for example, in the lower Hudson Valley to take on the job of being the correspondent from that region. So I do think it's something that is affecting everybody on all levels in all jobs
3: you know yeah. a lot of these people are carrying tremendous student debt thirty thousand dollars is the average uh, debt that someone from New York will, will graduates from college with and they can't afford to take a job that pays essentially minimum wage they could if they can make more at Walmart uh, it makes you know it may be a far more boring job but it makes some financial sense we and we as an industry need to face up to that
2: but don't individuals I mean I know I'm going to get a lot of cat calls on this one but don't individuals have a responsibility for finding work that makes sense, that they don't have to pay back on? I never had to pay back any money. I always worked real hard. Well, uh, you went yeah. to
1: college at a time when CUNY had no tuition. I mean, that was a different era, Alan. People graduate now with an average of $30,000 in student debt. So it's a little bit different from uh, the dark ages, you know. know. Yeah, uh, well, uh, sorry, sorry.
2: A little bit different, yeah.
1: <laughs> but but I, I don't think... Any of us,
4: and maybe I I speak for myself here, but you guys can chime in. I don't think any of our first jobs in journalism were lucrative by any
3: means. (laughs) $110 a week. I was Uh, not. That week.
4: (laughs) That was mine. And and there was no mileage
3: reimbursement at the time. (laughs) I remember in my my first job, I I decided I'd go back to be a waitress for a little bit because it paid far better Mm. than my first reporting job.
4: Yeah. You, you combine that reality today. and I, I mean, I think the equivalent is there today. It's a very low-paying, entry-level job with the changes in our culture where people don't want to work nights and weekends, and they, they look at the their life more fully, in a sense, and their job is fit into their life. It isn't that their life completely surrenders to the job that they do. That, that kind of uh, um, change and shift is really... Uh, making it difficult for editors and news directors to fill openings. And
3: we expect more of them. We want them to be on social media. We want them to take photos. We want them to do video. Uh, We expect them to cover, you know, they may have had one beat uh, 20 years ago, and now that same person is doing five or six different beats, and they probably feel they can't do an adequate job of any of them. So that's frustrating to young people and and to old people as well.
2: So what would you guys say somebody comes to you, well, let's say on Thanksgiving this year or next year, we're past already, and says, uh, you know, I want to go into journalism, Uncle Rex. What would you do? Uh, where would you go? Where would you start? I think
1: it's a great idea. I really do. I love the field of journalism. I think we need bright, capable people. I would urge them. To major in something else, uh, get some background in a field so that you have uh, strength from an issue standpoint, and take some maybe take some courses on the side so that you learn how to write. But a lot of journalism education needs to be done the same way that medical education is, and that is uh, with in effect a residency. You learn by doing alongside people who are, are already practicing. So major in psychology or major in <laughs> biology or. I, is a <laughs> <laughs> Whatever major in something that gives your brain some experience, major in English for heaven's sake, and read a lot and learn to write more in that, also. But I do think that if in the field of journalism it's great, I also think that we are at a stage where the media ecosystem is. You know, uh, trembling and it is going to, it is changing. Uh, Unfortunately, the change is taking longer. (laughs) I remember saying Mm. uh, 25 years ago, oh, we're at a 10 year, we're going through 10 years of transition. Well, yeah, (laughs) it's a long time. I
2: remember when you said it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. We were all looking for the new normal and that never
4: comes. It just consistently changes. And to look at the way that newsrooms have been gutted. It's, it's unthinkable by the standard that we had 25 years ago. And the expectations, as you say, Judy, you know, of, of a new reporter to know, you know, social media, have uh, skills in video and audio editing and be able to uh, basically present the story on several different platforms uh, because that's where the audience is all over the place. There's a lot of technical skill there, and yet... Rex, I, I agree. I, I mean, when people, even in the past, when people would say, I, I'd like to get into journalism, should I go to that journalism school and major in journalism, I would say, get a good broad education, get a good liberal arts education, learn some science and do a lot of writing. You know, get involved in the campus media, write a blog, whatever it is. Develop your skills in communicating, but, but, but get more than just, you know, a technical journalism Education that's useful, but now you have to have, you know, lots of hands-on skills on computers. Of course, that's almost automatic for a younger generation too. So maybe that's that's (laughs) that's the answer there. They kind of have they've been. Playing video games from the time they were four years old, so they easily do what maybe have been a challenge for the older generation.
1: You know, I think on last week's show, we talked briefly about a news organization that relies uh, in a small community that relies mostly on volunteers, uh, where there are uh, a number of people uh, who will step forward. And take on responsibility for this task or that task in a actually it was not on this week's program last week's program it was in a conversation I had <laughs> with a friend who lives in Vermont and a small community uh, there is now a new online uh, presence where the community has stepped forward and some mm. a, a lot of retirees are engaged as well as some young people who have some of these skills who will step in and do this task and that task to create Uh, Something for the little local community And I kind of wonder if we aren't getting to a stage Where a lot of smaller entities will come along And pick up where commercial ventures have failed
3: you know, that, that's a little bit of a tradition in the newspaper industry. If I remember back uh, in my days when I worked at the Amsterdam Recorder, we had a series of correspondents who were out in the field, um, housewives, retirees who would send in, you know, long Articles about what was happening in their community. They, we would pay them by the inch. Uh, We would have these long measuring sticks and which, (laughs) and pike poles, pike pole, and we would, and and it was a, it was a standard part. And these were very well-read correspondents. Oh, the newspapers I deal with. We're we're talking now about ways to reinstitute this uh, and to develop programs to to. Fortify what these correspondents do, to give them some basic skills of of how to go about the the process of journalism.
1: Now, there are perils to this. When I was the editor of the record in Troy in the early 90s, we had about 15 correspondents uh, who we would pay to go cover a town board meeting and so on. One of them, uh, who had great, Uh, Capacity to get people to talk to her was because she was the egg lady. Uh, She delivered eggs to people's homes. Uh, She had uh, eight or ten children and was well-known in the community, so people trusted her and liked her. The downside is that sometimes, apparently, I came to find out, during a town board meeting, the town supervisor would turn to her and say... Uh, Judy, this part's off the record. And she'd say, okay, and put down her notebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> you have to get people a certain level of journalism skill uh, because uh, otherwise you're going to end up with only that which uh, – you, you're not going to have the watchdog role of journalism. It's a fine line to walk, I think.
2: Well, you know, when I when I started the Legislative Gazette newspaper, the idea was, obviously, to uh, get people to into into Journalism um, by just starting them out and saying get going, get doing, uh, and they did. It takes takes some takes some real fortitude to be able to say, okay, I can do this job because uh, people have been doing it differently for all these years.
4: Well, where, wherever there is a gap, though, Alan, and perhaps mm-hmm. at that time there was a gap on coverage of the legislature. You know, there, yes, was, there was Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, wherever there's a gap something will emerge. If if it's not the local newspaper or the local media stepping in to cover a less, you know, a a area that has not received attention and coverage, the community will step forward. They might just start putting out a newsletter online. They might Mm. uh, have a website where people can go. Facebook has filled that gap. Uh, Nextdoor, uh, a website called Nextdoor has filled a gap all over the country. People want to know what that building is that's being built down at the corner, or people, if they hear about a burglary in their neighborhood, they want to have a way they can go and tell their neighbors to lock their doors and lock their cars, and and if if the newspaper can't fill that role, it's going to get filled, and that. In a way, it's the transition you were talking about you expected 25 years ago, Rex. (laughs) I mean, it it continues, and what the role of the local news reporter is uh, has changed and changed and will change. And if you educate yourself, you're a young person and and you get a broad education, you should be able to adapt your skills of discernment, of analysis, of language, of communication, and... You should still be able to succeed in whatever model emerges. Uh, I, I'd like to ask you guys if you've uh, thought or, or read a lot about the models in Australia. Now they're looking at it in Canada, where uh, the media is is given legal authority to negotiate with the major, you know, companies like Facebook uh, and Google to to get back some of the money they. Uh, have invested in their local news operation that gets gleaned off and put online without any compensation for them. Is that the answer here in the U.S.?
1: We've talked about that some on this program. Alan doesn't support it. but uh, yeah, Speak some. for yourself, bro <laughs> Alan doesn't like the idea of giving money to... Uh, uh, for-profit media. So, um, you know, is, did I? Is that accurate, Alan? I don't want to
2: misrepresent your <laughs> point of view. You know, I'm so tired. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the word you used, Rex, for profit, if if they're really making a profit, well, then maybe that, that's that, another dynamic. That's a good
1: point, yeah. You know, yeah. You know the difficulty with uh, a number of these, I, I hope you're right that something will come in to fill the vacuum. The difficulty of where we have news deserts now in so many places around the country is that we may get some place, uh, we may get some small organizations that will step in to do the newsletter kind of work to say, why is that old Victorian house being torn down? Uh, What's the service station that's going to take its place? Maybe that will happen, but you won't get the watchdog reporting that Mm -hmm. uh, has become an important part of the media uh, diet. And you don't... uh, uh, But maybe we will... Lose that in part Because of the lack Of confidence because of course The politicians who have constantly Been telling people That they the politicians are to be Trusted and the independent news media Covering them are not Uh, You know I don't understand why it is That people believe um, Folks whose uh, careers Hinge upon That level of trust from voters uh, Rather than, than The media who are dedicated to trying to tell the truth. I, I, I really don't understand why uh, politicians now have more credibility, why Donald Trump is believed by people when the reporters covering him are not. Uh, explain that to me, Lucy. I don't get it, but it's, uh... yeah,
3: yeah, we've been fighting this for years now. Uh, th- there was a recent Knight Foundation Gallup poll that said that most Americans, a uh, far, far great majority of Americans, believe that news media organizations Always put money before their civic and their civic re, uh, responsibilities. That they that they don't. I mean, I, I think we would all agree that uh, business interests are important for um, any media organization. You have to stay in business to do to do journalism. But these poll results indicate that Americans believe cynically believe that we just care about money. And uh, how can you how can you counteract that? Um, well,
4: to some extent. It's borne out by the truth. I mean, certain news media organizations like Fox News find that if they anger people and they and they're outrageous, I mean, it's not it's not the first time somebody realized sensationalism sells papers. Uh, you know, some there's some unethical journalism going on, but by and large, that that is, uh, there are hardworking journalists and have been, and they're and they're devoted to telling the truth the best they can, and somehow that has been tarnished terribly in the last uh, 10 years, and people's faith in journalism has has dropped, as you've noted. And it, it, that that makes it a, a huge climb to get back that credibility.
3: You know, I had, if I had a nickel for every time someone said, oh, you're just writing that story to sell papers, I can tell you, from a newspaper's perspective, a sensational story on the front page really does not increase newsstand sales. Does not, never no. has, no. never nope.
1: will. Nope, nope. You can't... Uh, you, people don't understand that, that it is the record of credibility established over a long period of time that ultimately sustains a marketplace. It isn't... Uh, a single story might... It, excite people but it doesn't sell a newspaper and uh, and I presume it wouldn't uh, market uh, WAMC it's not just for profits it's the not-for-profits too and I've never known a reporter uh, the, the rank and file people Who go out and get the stories and produce them I've never known one Who was out to, uh, to Try to make a buck for the company Or who thought about <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah,
0: I, I
2: have not either <laughs> <laughs> never
0: that, That's a hilarious concept
2: <laughs> The whole question to me is Do we have the right kinds of models That excite young people For example To go into journalism
1: That's an interesting point, Alan. What do you mean? Say a little bit more about the question.
2: Superman. In other words, (laughs) the Daily Planet, you had Clark Kent, you had Perry White. Uh, These were people who— Lois Lane. uh, Lois Lane, of course. That's right. Don't call
1: me Uh, chief. Sorry. Don't call me chief.
2: Right. (laughs) That's right. And we have had a lot of models that meant something to young people. Uh, I don't know whether we still have them. Well, they're
4: there. You know, I think the movie Spotlight a few years ago inspired a lot of people into, you know, considering a career Mm -hmm. where they can correct a long-term, you know, grotesque error in society by exposing it. Uh, There's a new movie out about, uh, you know, the... Harvey Weinstein the whole the whole issue of exposing Harvey Weinstein and the way that people protected him and 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 that ended up bringing him down and in basically began the me too movement so i think people can be inspired there's plenty of good stories but it takes more than that it takes stability it takes uh, some level of assurance that you can have food on your table and gas in your uh, car. <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: And you it's know, tough. I think that's true, and and of course there is financial reward for people who uh, turn into television news uh, stars. Um, so that's uh, I guess something that is out there for people to look at, but it isn't in the day to day, hour to hour work of uh, journalism. The slogging through the local the town hall work and and covering the local stuff, that is where uh, it's hard to find people who are willing to commit to that kind of work.
3: But there are moments when you say stop the presses and there are moments when uh, something dramatic happens or when you make a, I have a big breakthrough on a really important story and it does, you know, get your adrenaline flowing and, you know, you see the paper comes out and people call you and something you've written makes a difference and there, there are not a lot of professions where that happens. I mean, there are there are others, but I mean, this is something that um, you're an important part of, of our d- democratic system, and I, I, m- maybe we need to make that point lar- louder and stronger across um, what we do.
1: On that point, we're gonna have to say that is all we have time for,
2: Judy. No, we just got to started. To <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll have some more opportunities to talk, Alan.
2: <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck <laughs> <laughs> We do
1: appreciate it Alan Shartok, Judy Patrick, Mike Spain And I'm Rex Smith uh, With thanks to our producer David Gustina And to you folks for joining us once again this week On The Media Project.
0: Interesting people. They used to work like hell just for romance But finally the movies notwithstanding They all got tired of patches on their pants they organized a union to get a living wage. They joined with other actors upon a living stage. Now, newspapermen are such interesting people when they know they've got a people's fight to wage. ting ling ling Newspaper Guild got a free new world to build. Meet the people, that's a thrill. All together fits the bill. Oh, newspapermen are such interesting people. It's wonderful to represent those people. are such interesting people. Their policy's an acrobatic thing. They claim to represent the common people. It's funny, Wall Street never has complained. Ah, but publishers have worries, for publishers must go to working folks for readers and to big shots for their dough. Now, publishers are such interesting people. It could be prostitution, I don't know Ting-a-ling-a-ling, circulation Ting-a-ling-a-ling, advertising Get those readers, get that payoff What a headache, what a mess Oh, publishers are such interesting people Let's give three cheers for freedom of the press